Welcome to all our Forum Podcast listeners. My name is LJ Harry, and I'm your podcast host. And I'm very pleased to have with me today Dr. David Norris as our guest. You might recognize him as one of our presenters at Forum to Conference in the past. And I am especially blessed to be able to call Dr. Norris and his wife life friends. They minister through teaching at Urshan College and Urshan Graduate School of Theology. And one of the beautiful things about you, Brother Norris, and what the Lord is doing is he is using you to elevate the ministry of teaching in the local church and for the body of Christ. Okay. During one of our classes, we had one of those Salem moments that we're going to talk about today where I forget, I think it was biblical interpretation, which lends itself to a lot of academic environment. But man, during one of those moments, we had a move of God where we went from just academic to the presence of God. It was beautiful. And so Dr. Norris is on our podcast episode today. He is going to share with us about facilitating those moments where we have those Selah moments with God, and then how should we respond when those happen in teaching. So thank you for taking time during a teaching schedule and during a school day to be with us on the podcast. Well, I'm honored to be here. Effie, you are here. So let's define that for those who may not be familiar with a Selah moment. If you've read the book of Psalms, doubtless you've seen the word Selah. What exactly is a Salem moment, and how do we recognize that we have entered into one of those? Uh, last spring, I was invited to speak to uh, an Amish community, and uh, the man that's a uh, good friend of mine, uh, Dennis Kilman, he's made inroads there, and they, they love him. And just, uh, he's been able to do more, I think, probably than just about anybody I know. Community. Fantastic. So he said, well, we're going to do a two-part thing. This year, you're going to help. They're dealing with things about um, addictions, okay. pornography. You wouldn't think that. We're right, dealing with right. drinking, all these drugs. And so they want you to come in as an outsider and speak uh, on this. Well, I said, okay, because I was asked, but I'm mean, like, that's not my expertise. Right. <laughs> so I thought, well, how can I do that? And so I was, well, I, you know, uh, I thought of Bible stories where there was potential addiction. Prodigal son. Yes. How, why did he spend all that money? Well, because there was some addictive behavior going on. So I thought, now I'm going to ride these Bible stories right. to the logical conclusion. I was asked to meet this elder board before I uh, ever got to speak and they were very suspicious of me. Okay. They knew him and he was vouching for me, but they just wanted me to make sure I was legit. Right. And the morning of they said, now we want to know what we want an outline of what you're going to speak on and whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I didn't have something. I had a written I'd written it in paper because right. you know I couldn't use a computer or anything. Right. You know, exactly. I said, do you <laughs> so, you can read it on my iPad. <laughs> so I, I cranked something out and gave it to him at the elder board. And so they were like, well, okay. This no, include this. And they were doing this and that okay. and the other thing. Right. Then they said, now there's several things you need to know. Okay. One thing is we don't want anyone speaking against our traditions. Okay. I said, no, I would, yeah, I mean, quiet and all. I totally get that. Sure. And then they said, and we don't want an altar call. <laughs> wow. We're very specific. They knew I was wow. pretty positive. Right, you're right. We don't want anything an altar call. You got that? I got, it. sure, you know, I, I got that, you know. So it didn't start out well. Okay. Um, because they're not big on, they don't want to promote man. So, yes. okay, 
So he, start, he starts out and he says, uh, well, this is a mixed group and, you know, so but this is going to be okay. You know, so, it's, okay. And then he said, here's Dave. That was it. Oh, that was my return. And then I came the next one. Here's Dave. That's it. You all know him. You all love him. It's Dave. So the first few minutes were rough. Sure. And I thought, no, I'm not really here about pornography. I'm not really here about drugs. I'm here about Jesus and allowing them to feel the spirit. And how am I going to do that in this setting? And um, so I just started with the story of the uh, prodigal son and uh, first few minutes, I mean, no microphone, nothing. There's like 350 people there out in metal chairs. Yeah, and I'm right. like, uh, but as I started telling the story of the prodigal son, something happened. I did not know what was happening, okay. but all of a sudden the president got moved. Mm -hmm. I learned later that the guy that was so the and guy in charge, when I started the prodigal, something happened in his heart. He starts crying in the middle of me telling the story. And people's hearts are broken. And I, I okay, you can't do an altar call. Okay. Right, right. So so I go no altar call, no altar call, no, no altar call. So I go like, all right, well let's just um let's just close our eyes here. And sure. It was just this beautiful thing where the presence of the Lord moved in. They were in their chairs. It was no altar call. He says to me after he says, well, you did pretty good for not giving an altar call. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So in the Psalms, they you sing a while, and then there might be a pause, and a pause for rest, and people have different ideas what that means. Uh, it could be just a rest, but it could be meditate on what you just okay. said. Okay. Think about what you just are singing, and a space for God to move. Sure. So when we talk about seal of all, we can define it any way we want. I, I think what we're talking about is that thing that's almost just surprising that uh, you don't, uh, certainly don't anticipate in your teaching, right. uh, or perhaps you did, but um, you can't control it. I mean, it's no, no God. No. It's yes. not like you did it. It was yes. God's, it's his word. So guess what? God's going to yes. show up when you do his word. And so... Um, it, it, nothing about it is is is, is formulaic, um, and you just have to uh, just kind of flow with that. Some people say, "Okay, so uh, let me give you an analogy." Um, people say, "I, you know, I don't have much time as a parent, mm -hmm. uh, but I'm, um, I believe in quality time." So I've I've right. I've, right. I've, I've scheduled some quality time for my kids. Like, not stops. Hold stop, hold the presses here. Right, right. Kids. You. Okay, you're asking for this moment, this aha moment with your kids, and you're just going to produce it. Not going to happen. Exactly. The only time quality can happen, quality time can happen, is if you have quantity time, and then someplace in there they're going to ask that question. Someplace yes. in there, yes. there's going to be this unusual interchange. So it's that same thing with God. So when we prepare, uh, we can't make God move, but we can uh, do our part in cooperating with God so he can move. Well, how do you do that? One thing is you prepare adequately for your lesson. Okay. You you live in the story that you're going to tell. Yes. You um, think about God as you're preparing for the story. Uh, and you anticipate that God could move, and you don't know how, but you anticipate that. Right. 
I had a, a Sunday school teacher, my grandmother. I wasn't, my parents didn't go to church, but my, uh, my dad, he, he would, well, he would come for Christmas uh, programs or whatever, but, but he would say, whatever they tell you in the church, that was what you should do. So it was a weird situation. It wasn't normal. Okay, so right. he was promoting the church while not living out right, right. a Christian lifestyle. But my grandmother was the teacher, Sunday school teacher who changed my life. And she had this ability. Um, she wasn't just telling a story. She was telling a story about God. And she expected the presence of God to show up. So I couldn't have articulate that as a 10 or 11-year-old kid. But there was something about when she taught that the presence of God should like, well, why is that? I mean, he's like, and so I've thought about that a lot. Okay, so let me give you another analogy. Okay. Let's think of singers. Okay. There are certain singers in a, that will bring you into the presence of God. Okay, so give me an example. Tom Tremble. He sits on the, on the, on the piano and he just sings in like, yeah, goes, yes, yes. And you say, what happened? Yes, yes. He wasn't, he didn't raise his voice. He didn't, right. Okay, Charity Gale. You know, you, you're, you're like, she's singing and she's not doing fancy stuff. She's not like, and she's like, and then there's this whoosh of like the face yes. of God. And you go, yeah. what? What, what, what's going on here? I mean, people can sing the same songs as they sing. And okay, so there's lots of things going on. But I think one thing that's going on is, those kinds of singers have an audience of one. And that's beautiful. Those kinds of singers have an audience of one. And they're not singing to the crowd. No, sir. They're singing to the Lord. Yes. So knowing that I'm a steward of God's gifts of the teaching. Yeah. And knowing that I will answer someday for what I did with the gifts that he gave me. Yes. If I teach and with God in view and everything and... and don't misunderstand, but it, with an audience of that, if they like me or don't like me, if they they, they respond or not respond, I'm I'm a success because he's there. And when we do that, we give space. Yes. We give space for God to enter at any point, you know. Uh, and nothing about that is formulaic. I just, no, I, just no. want to, I just want to repeat that. Absolutely. I remember I was teaching at this. Uh, I was invited to teach at Penn State University. I had this. Oh wow! I am, and I did it. Okay. and then they had this church service church service had all different kinds of people and some were atheists some were other religions you were so i was like what i want to do with that so i taught on purpose okay yeah okay. the, the god and i got real bold i was I, you know you, you it's not me but a god called me here today i just said that you know right okay and then i said but not for me because god called be here because of you, because he has a purpose for you to change the world. So I'm getting this real stern. Right, thing. right. And they're looking at me and all this. So I'm doing different stories in the Bible. And then I come to this altar call and I said, now if you want purpose in your life, there's no organ background. Right. Okay. <laughs> so if you want come up here and I'm going to lay my hands on you and God's going to give you purpose. I just get her a bowl. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I think that was what to say and how I'm supposed to act, but nobody's calling. You know, it's crickets and all. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm like, okay, this is not going well. Finally, this little girl, like, jumping the frog, and uh, I want to 
thank God. Right. <laughs> Somebody came. Right. Yes. So I'm laying hands on their call right. numbers. They say, well, aren't you going to talk about repentance? Well, let's think about this. Once they want God's purpose, then this now, here's a cool way to get rid of the clutter in your life, so you can really have trouble. Oh, yeah, let's absolutely. let's let's repent. You know, so it means sure, you sure. choose. Okay, so and you would think Penn State, they all got purpose, right? You know, also I, how's this going to go? So I know, oh, thank God, at least one person came. And then another girl came, and then a little girl behind her came, and she was going to pray for her. Right. So I go over there and I call, thank God, two people. Yes, yes. We're having our Bible. We're my hands on her and I'm praying and I'm lose, I lose myself in the moment. And I look up and the entire room, oh my, wow, had come forward. Wow. And this was a, this was a thing where everybody started laying hands on everybody else. We're okay. looking at Christian around the right. I just laying hands. I guess this is what we do. <laughs> and so I'm like, uh, and then, like a guy fell out of the floor. Oh, and come on people, now! Well, this one, this prayer meeting went on like for a while over an hour, and I and then it happened. I was like, God, they can. I thought I, I don't even know you. And so, uh, we can plan for God to move. I am playing this in sermons. You have two, probably. Yes. And you feel like, yes. hey, this is going to preach. Yes. It's going to preach. Yes. This is here where the Holy Ghost is going to yes. come. And you get up there and they're like, nothing. That's right. <laughs> nothing. And you go like, I thought that was going to. Yes. I was going to hit it out of the park, you know. Yes. But maybe there was something. You need to look on the park in someone's heart. You don't know. We can't measure. That's the point play. about teaching and you can't measure what no. what God's going to do or tell them, you know, how to do it. You, you just can't. You can't do it. That's a great point, man. That's a great point. I love what you said. Space for God to move. So I had Brother Scott come in my freshman. Oh my! He's another one of those. He's a powerful, powerful Absolutely. speaker. So we have read the missionary stories of what he does, and he does stuff on faith. And so he came the year before, and I was going to have him come and do the same lecture. So he did this lecture and this and that, and oh, I don't know, people were healed. He prophesied over three, four. The class falls out right. of the ground, and it's like, okay, here we go, here we go again. He gets out, he does this thing, and then I'm like, God, are you still? We got Brother Scott here today. I'm not sure if you saw his itinerary, but did he not pray to be right? <laughs> what 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 happened there? And I'm like, I'm just so disappointed because sure. I thought it was like a vending machine. You plug in the right quarters oh, wow. and out come the right results. Yes. But God's not a vending machine. He's not like he's not like, okay, you do these three things and then I will lead three. That's it, like it, like you and I were talking, it's back and forth, it's relational. But it's not formulaic, you know. It's just like it's based on that relationship. Well, then what was happened was somehow or another we went to chapel afterwards. Okay, so after this non-event in my class, right? And then he gets up in the microphone and says a couple of prophetic words. People start falling over. The same people that are in the class, yes. And then he goes and prays from like, hmm. I guess it's okay, God. <laughs> you can do stuff whatever way you want to do. Sovereign, I suppose. Yeah, 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 if you want to be that. Right, way, right. You know? So, wow. So, the thing about that, when you're talking about sea limones, it's not that we create them, but that we can have faith for them and we can give God space to move 
just say, Lord God, I'll stop this lecture at any point, or I'll, I'll okay, I don't need to get point C necessarily if you're doing yes. something. Yes. That's beautiful. And I love the, the point that it's not formulaic. It would be very easy. In fact, there were a few times where we had done something in Mount Vernon, Ohio, where I was pastoring, and it worked. And so we thought, oh, this is what works. And, yeah, exactly. So this works. But that may not be the case. It may just be that people's hearts were open during that time. And this was kind of a way that helped to open their heart. But the next time we did it, it didn't work. And it didn't work because, just as you said, God is at formulae. Well, we are talking with Dr. David Norris about how to facilitate an atmosphere and the words he used were give space for God to move. And those are called Salem moments. We're going to talk a little bit more about that right now. We're going to take this break so you can see some of our PRG resources to help you create those Salem moments in your class. The ministry of teaching is a vital part of the kingdom of God. And we prepare for things that are important to us. That's why there is the teacher certification program from Ministry Central. Whether you're a new teacher looking to get oriented and launched into your teaching ministry, or whether you're a seasoned teacher who's looking to sharpen your skills, Ministry Central's new teacher certification program offers wonderful courses that are going to help you grow in your teaching ministry. We've got video-based training sessions so you can see other expert teachers share some of the practical tips that have helped them be effective. We also have quizzes to measure what you've learned from your coursework and then a certificate as you pass each course. This is going to be a great way for you to grow in your skills all in the convenience of this online ecosystem. So take a look at the courses that are available. We have programs for teachers of adults. We also have a separate program for teachers of children. All of these courses are designed to help you be effective as you minister to the students God has placed in your care. And we're back. We're talking with Dr. Norris about having Salem moments. What are they and how do we facilitate those or at least an atmosphere where those can happen and then how do we respond in the middle of those? We've had some amazing just examples and stories that you have shared about those moments. And obviously, when we go into a teaching class, whether it's children, youth, or adult, we have a lesson. We want to get through the lesson because we want to teach to inform. But obviously, those Salem moments are designed by God to, to really take what we learn with the head, move it all the way down to the heart, mm -hmm. change our lives. So how do you strike that balance between teaching and then allowing that atmosphere for God to move to where in preaching, We'll hear this often in a church service. Somebody will say, man, what a service tonight. There was no preaching. Mm. Like the, the benchmark is if we can shout out the preacher, we have, we have arrived. Mm. Well, in teaching, we obviously want to teach so people will know the scripture and they can grow in grace and knowledge. But how do you balance that between only wanting teaching and only wanting those movements where you really can't get through the lesson? And so we, we try to get both at the same time. When I was growing up, my, uh, it was a different time. And uh, my grandfather was the pastor. He was the president of ABI. He was a discipulant. Uh, he was kind of like a god. God to me. You know, just right. what he said. Was, there's the Bible. There's my grandfather. Okay. Right. But back in those days, he would um, preach for about an hour and a half. An hour and 45 minutes. Now, you tell people that now. Right. And you go like, 
this this three messages here yeah, yeah, yeah. and he always had three points okay you know so he would uh start a fire build a bridge have three four instances and right. uh then demand action that was what he taught it would think it was probably from norman vincent peel or something i don't know where he <laughs> writes from right uh and so he would be laying the foundation for his first point for about 35 40 minutes we heard the history of everybody connected to this wow. and that it was all that and then he would make the point and we'd go like okay oh that's praise god then he would go to the next thing and then he would he would he, he would outline on the back of the envelope that's how he operated just a word so he'd make the point blah 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 blah, blah. and then we go yeah well that that's just like you said the first time. Yeah, but that's really true this time. Right. And then, <laughs> and then he would get to the third point, and he would go through the third point, and then he would say something, and all of a sudden, all those points wove together in a way that I hadn't seen before. I just hadn't seen before. There was there was this like aha thing, and it was like, and then the altar call. And when the altar call was not based simply on, well, now we need to get emotional. It was like, right, based on the revelation of, of the word God. So Salem moments often spring out of the book. Often spring out of an insight that we're actually trying to teach in, in the context of the class. Um, there's different style teachers. Okay. And we all know them. And we talked a little bit before class about different styles uh, before this interview about different style teachers so, right so some teachers are content oriented they're, they have this much content that they're getting and their idea is that they will teach the content my grandmother always said the teacher has not taught unless the learner has learned okay so it doesn't matter if you deliver content or not right was anybody's eyes open on you? Were all the eyes, did you have their attention? Or were you, right. were you communicating in such a way that they were hearing? So I remember going to this um, seminar, SBL, it's for geeky professors things. <laughs> and so they were talking about teaching techniques. And it, I just happened to be sitting at a, paper with all, a table with all Old Testament professors. And they were telling us, um, these are the ways you have to reinforce your lesson. You have to do this context. Da, da, da. And one professor, he said, well, if I do what you're asking me to do, I'm not going to get through all of my, my content. And the right. presenter said something interesting, which you don't usually talk to old professors. That's why he said, well, why do you have to? Okay. Okay. So basically, he was a content teacher. Right. And the, te the students could be sleeping. They could be right. playing straight right. balls, whatever. But exactly. he was going to get through that content. Yes, yes. So... I kind of growing up, I I thought, well, I'm not going to be a teacher like my grandpa. He's just he's way slow. He instantly gets this little bit of information. I'm like, I'm going to do better. I'm going to, and so that's how I originally started teaching. Blah blah blah. I was getting a lot of content. Well, just because you said it didn't mean you taught it. That's such a wow. That's such a good statement. So content oriented teachers we're the ones that have to really step back and look at ourselves in the mirror and say sure okay is this about is this about the material or is this about god transforming lives right and so once we make that th then you have um you have teachers that are style oriented teachers okay you know uh, 
not saying they don't have content. I think of the likes of uh, Brother Rooney in, oh, in yeah. Heyday, you know. Yes. He's, he was just like, you just wanted to see him perform. I mean, he, he always had original thoughts, this and yes. that, and he could yes. pull you back in. And it was all like, like it was like a show, you know. And, and so that's not a bad thing. Sure. And we love those teachers. Um, but if we're that kind of teacher, um, are we thinking about the content? Or are we thinking about God? Are we giving God space to orient? And then I've taught in a number of bio colleges and always, almost without exception, you'll have that teacher who loves the student and they love him. He knows their names. He goes to their baseball games. Right. He has them over their house for barbecue, right. this and that. And he can tell a few funny stories, but he can't teach his way out of a paper bag. You know? Sure, sure. Um, so depends what kind of teacher I am and what my weaknesses and strengths are. Sure. Um, this all relates to CELA moments because at the end of the day, I have to balance my teaching with the right amount of content. Right. I have to, re if I don't know the students' names. True. That's a good point. Uh, I got 127 students in my freshman class. Oh my. And I, oh my. I pride myself usually on getting their names in the first week. We're already through two weeks. Okay. And I've got their testimonies. I've got their two different pictures. I'm sure I'm praying over them. I'm doing like this and this and that. And I'm like, yeah, that 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 girl looks like that other girl, <laughs> right? Right. All Pentecost, the girl. Right. That's all. Right. Oh, where if you get a certain age, you're like, oh, long yes, yes. too old. It's a one young lady with a long hair in the dress. <laughs> yes, yes. I've heard though there are several Sams. So. If on the guy's side, if you say Sam, you've got a 33% chance of getting it right. Last year, I had five Abigails. Okay. This year, I have um, four Isabel. And Bell, some form of an either Bella, okay. Bell. Yeah. You have to remember which say like Isabel, Bella. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. So I'm really weak on that because I'm a content person. Sure. So I do it because I don't do it. I understand. I understand. Because I... I'm an introvert. I could go in a closet and study books. I don't need people. Sure. So, if you're going to be a minister, I'm out to be able to minister to you. you got to be able to love students a little. So, I, I don't like being interrupted in my office. So, I sure. leave my office door open and I have glass office. Yes, Please you do. do. Yes, you do. There. And, I, and I'm like, I'm like, okay. <laughs> My this is not my this is not my life. This is your life, Lord. That I am. If I'm in an office, I'm, anyone can stop by for any reason, whatever. I don't know. Uh, and we have to live in our lesson. We have to live in our students. We have to live with the content because the content's not content. It's yes, it is. It's His message, and so it's not simply I need to teach them these number of things. It's a or what's God going to teach him? And if I can live in the lesson, yes. And if I can overlearn the material, yeah. Uh, then I, because sometimes it's be, because we haven't studied enough that we're so bound to great bound our notes. But right. if I'm living in the material, I'm uncomfortable that I can stop and then right. pick it back up. Which do you? You taught us in biblical interp to make God the hero. It's very easy, especially with children's teachers and even youth to make David the hero, Daniel the hero, the three Hebrew children the hero. But if we make God the hero, because God defeated Goliath, God shut the lion's mouth, God showed up in the fire. The guys were, thank God they were willing, but 
if we make God the hero, I would imagine we'll have more of those moments because the Lord is being exalted, not a shepherd boy or a, a guy in Babylon. And then um, if I'm going to teach or preach and I have a fight with my wife before I speak or teach, I have to make that right. That is a great point. I have to make that right. And yeah. Sunday morning is a, is a often the Sunday morning. Whoever wrote easy like Sunday morning wasn't involved in ministry. And Sunday mornings so, aren't easy. So you've got so much pressure. So how do you alleviate the pressure? You have to think backwards in the week. Okay. You have to figure out how you're doing your stuff early on. And so that you can be a help to your family. Yes. You can actually be nice to people. Yes. Yes. You can bring all your stuff in. And just be okay with yes. the chaos of, of life. Because you sometimes we get mad because there's chaos. Right. And really the bottom line is we don't feel prepared. Sure. And so the chaos makes, I was going to use that term, you know, whatever. Right, whatever. right exactly. It, it, it makes it difficult. So um, start early in the week. Very good. Think about the lesson. Meditate on it. Yes. Just... Uh, Think about examples of what you you say. What does that have to do with sea level? Everything. Oh yeah, absolutely. Every, absolutely everything. And then if my spirits right and they can feel Jesus, and I'm yes. I'm uh, I have an audience of one. Lord, how am I doing? You know, am I yes, yes. am I listening? That I'm hearing all that. And my ego goes down, and then 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 God can work. We've got time for one more question. What would you tell? A teacher, whether children, youth, or adult, who feels like their group is unwilling or even undesiring to have a Salem moment, and yet God is certainly willing and desiring to do that for them. Would you speak to them and tell them that if, if they feel like they are there, this is what they need to be or do in order to facilitate that atmosphere? You know, some years ago, we started keeping score in Sunday school. How many got the Holy Ghost? How many yes. this? How yes. many that? You know? yes. And so the poor nursery teacher gets his card and all like, How many got the Holy Ghost? Sure. Nobody got the Holy Ghost. Sure, sure. My people are all. <laughs> and so, okay. <laughs> so you can be doing everything right and nothing happens. You can be doing everything right and nothing happens. And you can't count how many sailor moments you have because you don't. You know, Sure. You, I had, we were talking about boring Sunday school teachers. Let's be honest. Right, right, right. Some of the most boring Sunday school teachers had a long-term absolute effect on me because of their character. And they were doing the best they could. I think that is really the question. To whom much is given, much is required. So what are you given? What are we giving of ourselves to prepare for the Sunday school class? So, um, you know, if God comes in the room, great. Yeah. If 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 you teach week after week after week and it's just not quite happening, you don't have to be like anyone else. Like, wow, I just wish I was like Brother Harry. I I I, I wish I wish I was like so and so. I wish I was a good pastor. You just ministry is always the old flow. It's our, our authentic self as the Lord is touching us, and however that plays out. Whether you got two and three year olds or right, or you got teenagers that are rambunctious, right? I will take the sale of all of this. Yes, but all the God asks of us is that we we do our part. 
I had a, uh, sitting at a table with Brother Seagraves. His wife had passed away, and after a while, he got remarried. And uh, he got a text on his phone. He said, this is really sweet. I said, well, what was it? Well, yeah, Susan just told me how much she loved me. She was thinking about me. And all of that. I said, well, that's I said, I, I, I just got a text from Iowa. He said, really? What was it? It was a website how to teach better. Oh, my. <laughs> because she knows I want that. Yes. And that's the way she tells you she yeah, loves you. Yeah. Hey, I think this will, you'll like yeah. this. Yeah. And the attention yeah. span goes down over here. And so how am I being a missionary to the changing culture? Sure. And uh, so I... You know, I used to think I could teach, but then you take the next year class and they're like, well, that worked last year. And then, right. Well, they, there's no attention span here. So then right. it's not in them. Right. That's just the culture they live in. You got like, right. okay, okay, what can I do? And so I think if you're, if you're a teacher, well, let's wait on your teaching. Others, if you're a steward, if you've got good gifts, don't make this like the last thing of all, you know, you. You a priority wise, you got forty nine things, and oh yeah, that I'm a teacher, right? You know, so that's that's eternity. Yes, it is absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time. Thank you for blessing. Could I pray for? You? I would be honored if you would pray a blessing. Yeah, absolutely. Lord God, you're here in our midst. Anytime we talk about you and your word, you're present. And so I pray a special blessing right now. Um, on, our, on our lives because you said we could do that and I pray in the name of Jesus I pray that you'd meet every need provide uh, physically uh, strength uh, provide for emotional uh, wholeness as best as we can even though you work through wounded healers Lord you, you want us to be whole Lord and we thank you God that you can do that I pray Lord God that you would uh, remind us uh, that 24-7 seven days a week we are a teacher yes and that's our calling and that you would help us learn to meditate on your word and on the lesson and how you're working in the lives of our students. We dedicate ourselves to your eternal business. And I call down special blessings, Lord. Even though we can't measure the results all the time, I call down special blessings of every teacher, of every uh, individual who's ministering in, in this uh, area, Lord. And I thank you, God, that you're going to help us. And I pray these things in Jesus. Jesus. Amen. Amen. We appreciate your time, sir. Well, all the teachers who will be blessed by this and all the students who, by extension, from those teachers. Well, bless you. Thank you for Thank you. Next month, Lord willing, we're going to meet and hear from Tim Bazzelli, who is going to help us learn how to better teach students who have gone through trauma. So I'm looking forward to our episode next month and always look forward to training teachers in the local church.